0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dave. I think I might have one more in me, you know? I'm getting a little bit windy.
1: Have you run this past Stacey, or...? (laughs) I've sort of, like, (laughs) dipped my toe in. Not fully, but, um, yeah. You know, that's not how you do it, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I won't dip
0: your toe in first. (laughs)
1: Hello and thank you for downloading this episode of My Dad Pod. If you've been with us from the very beginning, you'll know that I started this adventure back in 2019 when I became a father for the first time. I wanted to create a place for all people to come and celebrate parenthood, gathering some invaluable dad advice from some very special guests. Now, both my daughter, Evie, and the Dad Pod are a little older, but I'm hoping we can still get a little wiser too. So this time I'm joined by an actor, presenter, A king of the jungle, an ice skating champion, a father to Harry 13, Rex 1, as well as partner Stacey's two sons, Zachary 11 and Leighton 8. It's the one and only Joe Swash. Hey, Joe. Oh, what a lovely intro. Thanks, mate. Well, it's, it's great to see you. Uh, we are working in an unconventional way, uh, a way which has become more than conventional in recent times. But uh, as we record this, we've just been put into another national lockdown. So I suppose um, it'd be remiss of me not to ask the first question, how have you and the family been coping with this? That se- You seem to have a lot of people under one roof, Joe. We've got a lot of people under one roof. The
0: thing is with us, Dave, is that all of our kids are at different stages and they all need different sort of attention. So we go from being early teenager down to Rex's age. So it's really tough because you've got to stimulate the kids. They don't want to be stuck indoors. They want to be with their friends. Even Rex, little Rex missed out on being with other kids and, and learning his, his skills, you know. So everyone's missed out. But um, but we found a way through it, you know, and uh we didn't mind it in the end. We, we sort of like got, got together like a little team. So we got through it, Dave. We got through it. The only thing was the school. Not having the kids go back to school was really difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things you've just said there that resonate with me. As I said, Evie's going to be uh, two towards the end of the year. And I really felt when we went into lockdown proper uh, back in the spring... It was that social interaction they were the skills you know she's a bit older than Rex obviously but that she was missing out on and it got to the point that when we were allowed to kind of slowly but surely filter people back into the house she looked petrified to see faces other than her mum and dad's yeah i know she gets to see me at five o'clock in the morning and trust me that's frightening joe
0: (laughs) i'm sure it's not mate yeah i mean Rex was exactly the same. He was the other way. He was just so excited to see new faces. So, like, we would FaceTime my mum, his nan, and my sister. Because my sister, she's just got a little boy who's three months older than Rex that we haven't really been able to get them together properly. So, a lot of FaceTiming. But, yeah, little Rex, he was fascinated by new faces. Like, I can only imagine, in Rex's world, that's it. He thought that this was it. This house... Me, Stacey and his brothers were his world. He didn't see anyone else. And then suddenly all these new people come in and he was like, oh my God, this is is brilliant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. One of the things I enjoyed most and one of the reasons that I I reached out to you to, to come on the Dad Pod was just how open and warm a place your Instagram is with the pictures of you and Rex. Yeah. It looks like you're just having the best time being a dad, which I, I know is true of me and true of so many people who are parents who, who have downloaded this. How did you find being a, a dad again kind of 10 years after the birth of Harry? Do you think those years of experience have made it easier? Or because you know what's kind of coming, has yeah. it made you kind of like a, well, of a better word, a kid at Christmas? Like you know that you've got these excellent phases to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one for me, to be fair, Dave, because with my first child, with Harry, there was a period where mine and Harry's mum's relationship affected my relationship with him. I didn't get to see him for a period of time. So I missed that on quite a lot. Now me and my son, Hal, we spend all the time together. He's like my shadow. I love him. But there was a period where I just couldn't see this happening in the future. Um, so I did miss out quite a lot with how growing up as a baby. So really it's been like doing it again for new, you know, you know, like, All the experiences. I love it. Honestly, it's brilliant. So, yeah, I get to do it through fresh eyes with Rex. Do you know what I mean?
1: Oh, that's lovely. And obviously, I imagine an experience like you just just described there, this makes you even more determined that you're going to enjoy every single moment of this phase in in your son's life, having missed out for various reasons on, on this previously.
0: Most definitely. And it's so sad because I look at photos of Rex... Like literally a year ago, and he was a tiny, tiny little baby, and you just—it just goes so fast. And now he's like a little terror. He's up and down the stairs. He's in the cupboards. He's—he knows where the chocolates are hidden. Like he is on it. He's like a little—he's like a little grown up. So (laughs) it goes so fast. Yeah, I really miss. I'm really starting to miss the baby period because it does go so fast, and that is such such a precious little time when the baby his first ball so yeah I'm not going to lie to you Dave I think I might have one more in me you know I'm getting a little oh, bit windy
1: have you run this past Stacy or <laughs> I, I've sort of like <laughs> dipped my toe in not fully but um, yeah you know that's not how you do it Joe <laughs> I won't dip your toe in first <laughs> okay let's let's move on shall we When I first started doing the dad pod, you're so right, Joe, Evie was at that age where she was just a baby in arms. It seems like only yesterday. And one thing people kept on telling me, and I, and I did try to listen, it's like, enjoy this, because it's going to go like yeah. that. It's going to be gone. And I mean, even if I look back at pictures from the spring and watching Evie run around, it, like she had so much headroom. She was so much smaller yeah. than everything in the house. And now it just drives me mad. Everything's at head height. Everything's at bump your head height. And yeah. we had Jeff Brazier on lovely Jeff he's so well informed as a parent and you know he's done much of it on his own and and his attitude was just you've got to let him out there you've got to let them go and I'm I'm yeah. struggling to take that bit of it on board Joe where do you side in that are you don't go near that don't touch that or are you kind of like run wild my boy fill your boots It'll be like you Dave to be fair it's Jeff she's like you've got to let them get out there you've got to let them experience
0: it they've got to learn they've got to learn something's hot before they know it's hot I'm like you, Dave. I'm like, I just, I can't bear the thought of him hurting himself. Like, I watch him run around the front room, and there were a couple of tables with corners on. And a few times, he's just missed it. And honestly, my heart is in my mouth. Like, he's fallen over a couple of times, and like, he might have cut his lip. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Check his teeth, check his teeth. So, yeah, I still go into the nursery. I still go into his bedroom and see if he's breathing.
1: Like, I still do that. You're not the only parent I've spoken to who, who said that. And this is something I've asked uh, other guests who have appeared on the pod. Uh, yourself and, of course, your partner, Stacey, you're both huge British TV personalities. You're a power couple, which I love, you know, and you've been involved in some of the biggest shows, whether that be drama or entertainment of the last kind of 20 years. How do your kids react to seeing you on TV do they watch it? Do they kind of hide behind the sofa because they're embarrassed to see mum and dad doing their thing? What's the tone with them?
0: Um, so my how my Harry's now 13. So last year when I've done Dancing on Ice, he comes to every single show. Like He was so proud. He brought all his friends along with him. So he was so proud. And it was the first time, really, that I'd done anything and him be of the age where I can see him being proud of his dad. So it just filled me with so much joy. And recently i done the voice of one of Thomas Tank Engine's friends and uh, my little Rex was watching it and he definitely noticed. So, yeah, it's lovely. I really hope they are proud. I hope they don't get embarrassed, you know what I mean? Because there are a few things out there that, that could be embarrassing. But, um, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's so normal to them now, Dave. They're so blasé. They don't even realise what me and Stacey do these days. And if anything, it just gets on their nerves. They think our job's a bit of a pain.
1: Right, okay. But I mean, you and Stacey, you know I've, I've known you both for some time and you, you know, you're know, you such a lovely couple, but you're such approachable people. I think even if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, the way in which you come across on television so naturally, when you are out with the kids, they've got to expect that people feel comfortable to come to you and ask for a, a selfie or, or, or whatever. And is that something you're happy to kind of to give over when people approach you, whether you're with the kids or not? It's a really difficult one, Dave,
0: because like you said,
1: You know, we just
0: try and be normal and and nice to everyone. So if anyone asks for a photo when we've got the kids, you know, we'll try our best to do a photo for them or a selfie, whatever. We really do go out of our way not to say no, because I always think, my nan always said to me, Dave, bad news travels fast, good news travels slowly, but it definitely gets a bad. So, you know, I don't ever want to leave anyone with a bad taste in their mouth, do you know what I
1: mean? No, that's lovely and that's really good. We have Dad Vice on this podcast, never Nan Vice, so I'm really pleased you're <laughs> the first person to bring some good Nan Vice and, and well said Nana, yes, well said. Let's go back a step because it's really exciting and we kind of moved on, but you've joined the cast of Thomas and Friends, your character's called Sonny. What I want to know is the, the chicken and egg situation... Are you in this because, you know, Rex really enjoys it? Or does Rex now watch it because Daddy's in it and he recognises your voice? Which one came first?
0: Rex had no idea. So when I'd done it, it must have been about a year and a half ago. So Rex was literally... Actually, I think Rex was born maybe like three days before I recorded it because we had to put off the recording. But it was one of those things that I just thought, I have literally grown up with Thomas the Tank Engine. So so like you said, I, I was so lucky to do EastEnders. And I've done that for about five, six years. And in my opinion, it's a, it's a big part of British culture. And in the jungle was an amazing thing to do. The dancing on nice was amazing. And I think with Thomas the Tank Engine, it sort of falls in that bracket where it's sort of like an institution. Mm. I played with it as a kid. I played with it with my Harry. And funny enough, my help's 13, and he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world, which I didn't think he would. And now my Rex plays with it. So it's just, it's, it's an honor really to be part of it. I was just so chuffed that they asked me.
1: And of course, you know, because obviously as, as we know, the original series had Ringo Starr doing the doing the narration. <laughs> so technically Joe, you're in the Beatles. That's how I'd spin it.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, I, I, that, I'll tell you that all day <laughs> long.
1: We've spoken about, you know, you being a father. We've even had uh, some advice from your nan, which has been invaluable. And, and if you don't mind, uh, and only if you're, you're comfortable, Joe, I'd like to talk about your dad. because, And the reason yeah. I would like to do that is only because I've read so many things where you've spoken so touchingly about him and how yeah. his untimely death when you were just 11 years old and how close you were as pals. I just really wanted to know... Firstly, I wanted to say, oh, I'm sorry. And I, and I took no pleasure in reading those things. But what I did take from it is how... You said it put you in a fatherly position growing up in a house with, with just your mum and your sister. And do you feel that yeah. that has, you know, equipped you as a dad as the years have gone on, and even now with Rex and and, and the boys? I mean, I, I'm not sure to be fair, Dave, because I always say my dad was
0: amazing, and I only had him for 11 years. But I'd never ever if you, if you said to me, hey, you can have another dad, and he'll be around for for 50, 60 years," you couldn't. You couldn't you couldn't replace those eleven years that he gave me. So I'd never ever change having him as my dad and he and he was amazing and I and I love him to bits. But there are bits of me that I think I I had to go through stages of my life without a father figure, which was really difficult. So I had to go through puberty, I had to learn about girls, you know, I had to become an adult. And I had to become a man without having a man to to kind of look upon, to get advice from. Um so I do think sometimes as a dad, I'm sort of I'm not really equipped. Well, I am, I'm a I'm an amazing dad, but I, I never sure. really learned it. I never learned it because I was never around it for long enough. So all I can all I can do is 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 try and replicate what my dad gave to me in them 11 years. And that was he gave me all the love that I could have ever wanted. He was my best pal. We'd done everything together. Um and he was exactly the same for my two sisters. When my dad died, he was so popular, like, he had so many friends. He was a London taxi driver that um, the police had to close the roads because there were so many cars going to the funeral that closed roads. Right. I have these amazing memories of this incredible man, not only for me personally, what I experienced, but like his friends. They all come up to me, all the cab drivers, and say to me, like, your dad was one in a million. So I, I live under the shadow of this amazing man that I didn't really know very well. So when I hear these stories, it's like, it's so strange to hear stories about your dad because you'd never heard them before. So yeah, I sort of li- tried to live up to what he'd done for me in them 11 years with my boys and with Stacey's boys as well. Like, they're my kids as well. I love them to pieces. So, And I'm very lucky because hopefully, Touchwood, in in 13 20 years' time, I'll have these five amazing young men who idolise me and that I'll have forever to be my pals and to be, you know what I mean? That We'll have a bond. So yeah, it's a real difficult one. So I feel like I'm learning it as I go along a little bit, but I can only do what my dad done for me and and what I remember what he done. So yeah, it's a strange one. Being a dad's a really weird one for me because, you know, like I said, losing a dad so young, you have this feeling of, I don't want to leave my kids. I don't, like my dad was 39 when he died and I'm 39 in January, mm. and that scared the life out of me, to think that, you know, he was so young. When I was a kid and I heard that he was 39, you know, it seems like a not man. Now I'm 38, I'm like, I can't imagine leaving my kids, leaving my boys without me, growing up without me. So one part of me, I'm, I feel really sorry for my dad. I'm gutted for him that he never got to bring us up properly. He never got to see his grandkids. So I feel so sorry for him. Um, on the other hand, I'm determined that I'm going to do it differently. That I'm going to try and be here as long as possible, and see my grandkids and see all my boys grow up and be into being beautiful young men. Because that's all we can do, Dave. You know, we can we, we we can we can be as rich as you like, but you can't take none of that money to the grave with you. All you can do is leave behind amazing legacies. You know, amazing young men that are going to talk about you in this amazing way, like I talk about my dad. So. That's, that's all I can do. That's all I can try and do is try and replicate what my dad done for me.
1: Well, I think, Joe, that that's incredibly moving and very astute. I think you, you, what you're touching on there is you were never given a blueprint to be a dad because you, your dad was taken from you so young. I'm so pleased for you that his friends were able to reach out to you and tell you what an amazing guy he was because I think for you to have those stories and for you to remember them having to shut the streets down and everything else is just so important for you and yeah and you're right the legacy that he's left you just you in that sentence saying that my desire is to raise you know good young men well what an incredible legacy for any dad who's passed at any age to know that his son is carrying forward so I think you should be incredibly proud of yourself Joe in what must have been incredibly difficult circumstances during your life.
0: Oh yeah, but I've got to say as well, you know, my mum was amazing, you know, my mum brought up three young kids all by herself without two pence to rub together and she'd done an amazing job on all of us, so, you know, as much as my dad's amazing, I can't have this conversation
1: without saying, you know, we wouldn't be without me mum either. On the Dad Pod, we regularly uh, raise a toast to the mums and how fantastic they are. This is not just about dads; it's about parents. And uh, yeah. you know, again and again, we hear incredible tributes to to, to mums. So, so well said, Joe. Well said. <music> Let's move on, shall we, uh, to the concept yeah. of the dad joke. We've all heard about that. But my question to my guests on the podcast is: Do your kids make you laugh? And if so, how? So, like, John Thompson said his kids do excellent impressions. Uh, your friend of mine, Rob Beckett, said his kids like to boss him around and he finds it hilarious. What do your kids do that makes you laugh, Joe?
0: So, you know what? Little, little Rex has got to the stage now where he doesn't talk. He doesn't... He, he's, he almost talks an alien language. So He's like, that ah, nah. It doesn't make no sense. But... If you look at his face, he's really, he comes up to me and he really has a go at me and he's pointing at things. So I know he, he knows what he wants me to do, but I can't understand what he's doing. So he has a go at me for like, honestly, last night, he had a go at me for about half an hour. He would go off and <laughs> his bike, like, la, 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 la. I love it when he tells me off, when little Rex tells me off. It's amazing. Um, but what really makes me laugh is when, when all the boys are together, they love to wrestle. And I love what I, I, again, it was something I used to do with my dad every weekend. We'd go up, and my mum would cook the dinner, and we'd go upstairs and we'd wrestle. And I, I, loved, I loved doing it with the boys, and now all the boys wrestle. And you watch little Rex, and little Rex gets involved and he's jumping on. <laughs> yeah, they just, watching the kids play together really makes me happy.
1: Now, I've been given some superb dad advice, as I already touched on earlier on in our, in our chat. Most recently, um, Howard Donald, who was a guest on the show, he said, if they're angry or upset, get down to their lines, speak to them physically on a level. Jeff Brazier said, don't put yourself under too much pressure, which I thought was a wonderful piece of advice from Jeff. You know, we're all kind of navigating our way through parenthood, so don't pressure yourself too much. Again, back to Rob Beckett. He said, take as much time as you possibly can in the bathroom. That's the only little bit of you time you're going to get. So what would your piece of advice be, Joe? I
0: always say, if you think the baby's out of poo, don't don't rush into taking the clothes off and the nappy off, because a lot of the time, it's just a fart. My tip is, you've got to do the lucky dip. You've just got to get your finger, pull it in the side of the nappy, and then you can find that straight away. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes a lot of the time, it saves you a lot of time just by just having a little little lucky dip.
1: Because you've, un- un- you've got to unbutton the undercarriage and take the legs out, and you've got to do all that, right?
0: Honestly, find the <laughs> wet ones, then get the wet ones. Oh, honestly, there's got to be a better result for wet ones. But, <laughs> Why do they put the wet ones into those plastic plastic containers? You can't even get the fricking wet ones out. Oh. So, yeah, I always say, be prepared, but don't rush into it. Always make sure there's something there to be done.
1: Little dip. Great, yeah. great advice. And, you know, going forwards on this, I'm always just going to say that Joe Swash talks about the lucky dip. Download his episode of the podcast to find out what that is. <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away. So we, um, we conclude, as I like to, on every episode of this. And my first thing is, your kids are obviously of different ages. They hear this back in 15 years. So they're sat there. It's 15 years from now. What would you like to say to them? Take it away, Joe. I'd love to say to my boys, you know what? You're going to go through some weird times, mate.
0: You're going to go through some really strange times. Your body's going to change. You know, you've just got to stick with it, boys. Stay true to yourself. Always remember, be gentlemen, be nice to everybody, all right? and do your dad proud. So far, I'm the
1: proudest dad in the world. All right, so lovely. And finally, Joe, there's an old saying about having to pick your favourite child. Now, you don't have to name them. Yes or no, do you have a favourite child? <laughs> <laughs> That's a difficult one, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? Like you said, if they're watching this in 15
0: years' time, I've got to be really careful here. No, I don't. I love them. They're all different in completely different ways. They all need different love in different ways. Yeah, Dave, I don't know what you're trying to do to me here, mate.
1: Uh, often, uh, it revolves. 100%. the answer to that revolves around the different one changes from day to day or even hour to hour, depending on how they're behaving.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you're behaving, you're my favourite. If you're not...
1: You're down in the pecking order. Fair play. Um, Joe, it's been such a pleasure spending some time in your company, talking all things Dad. Sends our loves to Stacey and to the whole family. And this has been entertaining. It has been funny. It has been um, really warm as well and thought-provoking. And I'm really grateful for you taking the time to do it, Joe. And I'll see you real soon, Okay.
0: My pleasure. Mate, you're doing a great job. This podcast is exactly what we need.
1: Well, thank you, Joe. That's very sweet of you. Um, Joe Swash, my guest on the dad pod. Joe, speak to you soon, mate.
0: See you later, everybody. Take care.
1: Now, personally speaking, I can't stop thinking about Joe Swash and his lucky dip. What a guest, what a dad. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And if you love that or you've only just discovered this podcast, then let me tell you, there's plenty more. In the past, I've been joined by the likes of Rob Beckett, Emma Willis, Chris Kamara, Tim Minchin, and that's to name but a few. Don't forget to give us a comment and a review. You can tweet me. I'm on Instagram. Just search out my name or drop me an email. It's DaveBerryDadPod at gmail.com. And at this point, I'd like to say thank you to Peter Newell, Neil Crozier, Abby Carberry-Byrne, Jason Elwell, Tracy Snow, Neil Miller, to name just a few. Thank you very much indeed. I am delighted that you're enjoying the podcast. And remember, if you want more from me, well, I'm around every single weekday morning with the Dave Berry Breakfast Show from 6am till 10am on the Absolute Radio Network. Now, next time on The Dad Pod... I'll be joined by the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. He's also a father of five. Tyson Fury has invited the dad pod into his training camp. I cannot wait. So see you soon and thanks again for listening.